Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Well, I thought Pastor Dennis was going to preach my message this morning. That's okay. You know, I don't tell people what I'm going to preach. And because sometimes, like, if, if, I, if I told Pastor Dennis I was going to read a particular scripture this morning, and he seems to be getting that scripture, he's going to say, oh, no, I better not say that because Pastor's going to talk. But so if, if I don't tell him that he just, he just preaches my message, and I just, I just kind of clean up after him a little bit. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. But he read that scripture in Acts. I'm, I'm going there at some point today. Praise the Lord. So it just kind of convinces me that God wants us to hear about. I'm going to talk about inheritance this morning. We have an inheritance in God, and we're going to get it in Jesus' name. Praise God. Father, we just turn our hearts to you. We open our hearts to your word this morning and to your spirit. I thank you for the joy of the Lord, which is our strength. Hallelujah. Give us this joy, Lord. Let us be strong in you. Let us be just joyful, rejoicing always. Pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, the Bible says. That's what we're going to do in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Open your Bibles with me to the book of Numbers. Numbers matter. God wrote a whole book about numbers. Numbers chapter 34. Thank you, Lord. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Command the sons of Israel and say to them, When you enter the land of Canaan, this is the land that shall fall to you as an inheritance, even the land of Canaan according to its borders. Your southern sector shall extend from the wilderness of Zin along the side of Edom, and your southern border shall extend from the end of the Salt Sea eastward. Then your border shall turn direction from the south to the ascent of Akrabim and to Zin, and the termination shall be to the south of Kadesh Barnea. And it shall reach Hazarada and uh, continue to Amazon. I wish they, why can't it just be Camden or <laughs> Utica? The border shall turn direction from Asmon to the brook of Egypt, and its termination shall be at the sea. As for the western border, and it goes on to describe the western border, and uh, in verse 7, and this shall be your northern border, and it gives us specific instructions, and this shall be your eastern border, shall also, uh, and, and Moses, and, skipped, and the border shall go down to the Jordan, in verse 12, and the termination shall be at the Salt Sea, and this, this shall be your land according to its borders all around. God had an inheritance for the children of Israel. You know, when, I, when, you read, when I was reading this, uh, some, some years ago I was reading this, and you know, I'll be honest with you, there's portions of the Bible that I read with more uh, focus than others. 
you know, I was talking to my I was talking to my son in California a few weeks back, and he was he was saying, you know, I'm Dad, I'm reading my Bible, you know, I'm reading through the Bible every year, and I'm into I'm into Leviticus, and it makes me wonder, God, why do we have to know about the fat of the liver and the and the fat tail and the and the lobe of the liver and something gets offered and something gets I mean, how you chop up an animal and, and sacrifice part of it and part of it goes to the priest. And, you know, he said, well, I don't, I, don't, you know, I don't get all that, but the Spirit of God put it in there, so I'm going to read it. Because the Bible says, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth. So I'm, but, but when I, I'll be honest, when I read Leviticus, I don't read it with the, quite the same intensity as I do the New Testament or other places in the Bible. You know, and when I'm re- one day, I was just I'm just minding my own business, reading the Bible, and I'm reading this all this description of the eastern border shall run from here to here, and the northern border shall go over here and here, and I'm just kind of like, yeah. So, and all of a sudden, the Spirit of God just dropped something in me. Don't you love it when that happens? I don't know if it's ever. You know, God God can just drop something in you. It's not that you hear a voice. It's not that his even sense his presence. All of a sudden, you just know something that you didn't know before. It's like boop. It's like it's there. It is, you know. And uh, so I'm just I'm just minding my, own, minding my own business, reading about, and bang! It's like I see it. God not only has an inheritance for them, but He has an inheritance. I just God didn't say this. I just knew it. God said, "There's an inheritance that I want you to have, and I want you to have the whole thing." And I felt like God said, yeah, and I've got inheritance for you, and I want you to have the whole thing. And it was a revelation to me. I'm like, yeah, praise God. God didn't want them. God had, God had given them land. It was legally theirs. But they were going to have to fight and drive out those who are occupying that land in order to possess it. See, it wasn't enough just for God to tell them that they had it, and it wasn't enough just for them to acknowledge that God said it, and it wasn't enough for them just to thank God for it. They had to cross the Jordan, and they had to go in there, and they had to drive out the people that were there that would, that would want to hinder them from possessing what God had for them. God had an inheritance for them, but there was enemies in the lands, parasites, uh, Hittites, Amorites, Parasites, Socialites, Satellites, whatever, all the ites. But, they, but there's some aspects of our inheritance that seem to come like just automatically. The, the, spiritual, the spiritual aspects of our inheritance, they, they're easy. I mean, you, you, you confess Jesus as Lord, you ask him to come into your heart, and boom, you got it. I mean, there isn't, you don't have to pray and fast and fight and claim and I mean you just boom and they come to you forgiveness of sin just comes but some things in the natural especially physical healing deliverance provision some of the things that God wants us to have in this natural we have to fight for them in Jesus name because there's opposition the devil doesn't want you to be blessed the devil doesn't want you to have what God has but God has given it to you God said it's ours and if we fight for it if we go after it we can have out we can have the fullness of our inheritance in Jesus name and that's what God wants for us. Hallelujah. Don't settle for less. Take all that God has for you in Jesus' name. Let's.
Turns me to Acts. I'm going to go to what Pastor Dennis was this morning. Acts chapter 20. In verse 32, this is part of Paul's farewell speech at Ephesus. And in verse, well, I'll start in verse 31. He says, therefore, be on the alert. Acts 20 and verse 31. So he's cautioning them first. Therefore, be on the alert, remembering that night and day for a period of three years I did not cease to admonish each one with tears. And now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you the inheritance among those who are all those who are sanctified. God has an inheritance for all those who are sanctified. And, and he wants us to know what it is and he wants us to possess it in Jesus' name. In Acts chapter 26. The Apostle Paul is making his defense uh, to a to a king named Agrippa. And he's sharing his testimony. He's talking about God's call on him to preach to the Gentiles. Uh, And he said, God spoke to him and said, I'm sending you to the Gentiles to open, I dedicated the verse, 26.18, to open their eyes so that they may turn from darkness to light and from the dominion of Satan to God that they may receive forgiveness of sins and an inheritance among those who have been sanctified by faith in me. Did you know you had an inheritance that's been given to you in God that's rightfully yours? We do. God wants us to have it. Look what it says in Ephesians chapter 1. Three times in this chapter, the Apostle Paul talks about our inheritance that God has for us. And starting with the very end, the very end of verse 10, in him, verse 11, in him also we have an inheritance, having been predestined according to his purposes, who works all things after the counsel of his will, to the end that we, who were the first to hope in Christ, would be to the praise of his glory. In him, you also, after listening to the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, having also believed, you were sealed in him with the Holy Spirit of promise, who was given as a pledge of our inheritance, with the view to the redemption of God's own possession, to the praise of his glory. The Holy Spirit is given as a down payment. In other words, when God said... This guarantee, I'm showing you, this guarantees that the rest is coming because I'm giving this part of this to you right now. But we have to claim it. We have to, we have to fight for it in Jesus' name. And then a little bit later on in that chapter, in verse 16, in verse 15, it says, For this reason, I too, having heard of the faith of the Lord Jesus, which exists among you, and your love for all the saints, do not cease giving thanks for you, while making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of him. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened, 
so that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the surpassing greatness of his power toward us who believe. Paul prays that God would give us a spirit of wisdom and of revelation, that spiritual wisdom would be given to us and things would be revealed to us. To be revealed means things would be uncovered, that we would see something we'd never seen before. We would know something we'd never known before, that the eyes of our heart would be enlightened, that the light would go on, that we'd see in the inner man, your spirit being, that the light would go on in your spirit. You know, your spirit has the capacity to know things. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, the Apostle Paul says that we, that we should know the things freely given to us from God. God wants us to know what, we, what he has given us. He wants us to know what's rightfully ours in the spirit. And the Apostle Paul prays in verse 18 that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened, that, that you would see something that you had never saw before, or you'd see it in a way you've never seen it before. When the eyes of our heart were enlightened, we can just see clearer. We, it's just, it, just, it just becomes very real. It's like, it's like in Matthew chapter 16, when, the, when Jesus was talking to his disciples, and he said, who do people say that I am? And they say, well, some say John the Baptist, some say uh, Elijah, and, but Jesus said, but who do you say that I am? And what, what, was the, what was Peter's answer? He said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And what did Jesus say? He said, blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, because flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in... All of a sudden, it's like God just dropped that. And he just knew it. He just knew that he knew that Jesus was the son of... He was the Messiah. He was the son of God. And God can do that. And this is a prayer that I pray for myself almost every single day. God, I pray that you'd give me a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the the knowledge of you. And I pray that the eyes of my heart, my spiritual eyes, would be illumined, would be open, that I might see. And Paul prays that God would show him three things, that the eyes of my heart would be enlightened, that I might know what is the hope of his calling. God, and I pray that the eyes of my heart would be enlightened, that I might know what is the surpassing greatness, what is is the, uh, I I missed, I skipped one. What is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints? I like what it says. It doesn't say what is the glory, but it says the riches of the glory. In other words, God, he's praying, God, I want to know how abundantly glorious your inheritance is in us. You know, it's, it's like we have an inheritance that we can possess here on the earth, and God wants us to know it, and God wants us to, by revelation, just see it. Yes, it's mine in Jesus' name, and I'm going after it. Hallelujah. You know, in the natural, if somebody passes away and leaves an inheritance to different people in the family, if someone feels like they're getting cheated, boy, I tell you, they, they get upset. They get a lawyer. They go to court. This inheritance is rightfully mine. And they fight for it. You know, there's, families have been torn apart over stuff like this. We're supposed to fight for what's rightfully ours. Don't, don't just settle for less. Don't just, se- don't just settle for part of it. I was listening to somebody... I forget who it was now. I've listened to so many videos lately. I was listening to someone recently and they said, you know, one of the problems in the church today, who's God, who said this? Anyway, he said, one of the problems that he sees in the church, he says that the 
Jesus said we're supposed to preach the gospel of the kingdom. Jesus' message was the kingdom has come. And when, you, when he sent out his disciples, two by two, he said, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons, and tell them the kingdom of God has come. He said, the problem is we're supposed to be preaching the gospel of the kingdom, but the church has made it the gospel of salvation. And salvation is wonderful, and we need it, and it's the, it's the most important thing, but it's not the only thing. We're supposed to be preaching the gospel of the kingdom, not just the gospel of salvation. It includes the gospel of salvation, but it's more than just the gospel of salvation. God has a, an inheritance for us that he wants us to have, and the problem is we've, set, we've settled for the spiritual things. We've settled for forgiveness and, and, and new birth and and being born again, but we've limited to that. We said, that's good enough. It's not, it's wonderful, it's, it's wonderful, but I, I want everything that God has for me. I want my healing, I want provision, I want deliverance, I want everything that God has for me. And that's what I'm fighting for, and that's what I'm going to continue to believe God for, and that's what I'm going to continue to pray for, and that's what I'm going to continue to ask God to manifest in our midst, the, the kingdom of God coming in our midst in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In 1 Peter, it says, in 1 first, in Peter, it says, Blessed be the God, <clears throat> blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his great mercy has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to obtain an inheritance which is imperishable and undefiled, and will not fade away, reserved in heaven for you. There's parts of our inheritance that are, res that are reserved. We can't get them here on the earth. We can only get them after we, after we go to heaven. But what we can have on the earth is ours. And we should want it, and we should go after it in Jesus' name. So what, what is our inheritance? Well, forgiveness of sin, for one. If you walk in the light, Jesus said in 1 John chapter 1, if you walk in the light as he himself is in the light, we have fellowship one with another and the blood of Jesus' son cleanses us from all sin. Next week is Easter Sunday morning. We're going to celebrate the victory that Jesus won for us on the cross. But by his blood, we have forgiveness. And God wants us to understand that, we, that as far as the east is from the west, so far as your sins been removed from you. Don't, what, what the enemy wants to do is to keep us focused on our past, how bad we were, how many, how many times we, we did things wrong, and make us ashamed and feel small and inferior. God does not want us to feel inferior. He wants us to be grateful for our salvation, grateful for forgiveness. But don't let the, don't let the devil drag you down and say, oh, you were so bad. Yeah, I was, but I'm a new creature. My sins are forgiven. And I'm, I'm going I'm to believe that I can have as much from God as anybody on this planet in Jesus' name. God is not holding my sin against me. He's forgiven me totally in Jesus' name. The redemption. I've been redeemed. I've been, I've been restored to God. I've been brought back into fellowship with God. I've been forgiven of my sins. I, I'm a new creature. I, the Bible says, if, if any man be in Christ... He's a new creation. Old things have passed away and all things have become new. Thank you, God, you've made me new. It's part of my inheritance. I'm a new creature. The Bible says I've received a new nature. I've been made partakers of the divine nature. I'm a child of God. I'm a child of the king. Hallelujah. And, you know, you need to walk with your head up high and say, no, I'm a child of God. 
And devil, you're not going to make me feel any insecure or inferior in who I am. I'm just as much saved as anybody in the body of Christ. I'm just as much filled with the Holy Ghost as anybody. And not to, not to be proud, but to thank God for who I am and what he's done in my life. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit. Jesus said the Holy Spirit was is in. He told his disciples the Holy Spirit is, is in you. Is with you, but he's going to be in you. So to have the Spirit of God on the inside of me, helping me, guiding me, leading me into all the truth, showing me what's right and what's wrong, giving me, bringing the truth of God into my life, all these things are, are available to you in, as, a, as a child of God. It's part of your inheritance. And, but those are the things that seem to they come easy. I mean, we just ask God for them, we believe for them, and they come to us. Hallelujah. But then there's the, this, what I would call the, the, the earthly things. Healing in your body. The Bible says that he bore my sicknesses and he carried away my diseases. And by his stripes I'm healed. But that's, that's one of the things you have to fight for. You have to drive sickness and disease out of your body. The same way that they had to drive the Amorites and the Perizzites and the Jebusites. They had to drive them out of the land of promise. I have to cross over the Jordan and say, you know what? I'm coming into this land and I have a right to be well. My body is the temple of the Holy Spirit and sickness and disease. You are trespassing. You have no right in me in Jesus' name. And so I come against you. I rebuke you in Jesus. I stand against you and I fight you. I fight you. I fight you. I bind you in Jesus' name. I'm not putting up with sickness and disease. Go for me in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. Thank you that you are my healer. You're the God that heals me. I forget none of your benefits. You forgive all my iniquities and you heal all my diseases. And I thank you for it, Lord. And I'm fighting for it. What's rightfully mine? Deliverance. Deliverance is yours. We have a right to be free from oppression and oppression of the enemy, of tormenting evil spirits. Jesus said in Mark chapter 16, Believers in my name will cast out the devil. They'll cast out demons. And that's what we should do. We have, a, we have a right to be free from fear, from depression, from all demonic torment, suicide, or, or whatever. We have, a, we have, a, we have to, a right to be free from that, and we can be if we'll fight for it in Jesus' name. Provision. 1 Timothy 6.17, God said to Timothy, Don't fix your hope on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly supplies with all things to enjoy. And in Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, Jesus said, if you'll seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, all these things will be provided to you. All what things? Well, that follows a, a series of scriptures that talk about uh, food and clothing and shelter, things that we need on this earth to, can, to live. He said, if you'll seek first God, all these things will be provided to you. And, but, and that, but that's not all. There's more of our inheritance. What is? What's more? Well, when we die, we get to go to heaven. And that's still not all. There's one more. What is it? It's the resurrection of the dead. It's our inheritance. See, our inheritance is finally over when we're living in the new heaven and a new earth in a resurrected, glorified, immortal body. That is the ultimate. That's where we're headed, church. Hallelujah. That's, that's, that's some of the things reserved for us in heaven that we can't have right now, but they're coming in Jesus' name. So God has all these things for us. 
Don't you want it all? Don't you get mad at anybody who's trying to cheat you out of what's rightfully yours? I know I do. I feel like, God, I have a right to be well. This sickness can't, it's, it's invaded my body, and I'm, and I'm not putting up with it in Jesus' name. God has an inheritance for us, just like, just like he outlined the children of Israel. And, you know, and, and I don't know, I'll just go down this bunny trail for just a second. Somebody remember where I'm at so you can bring me back. But it speaks of the sovereignty of God. You know, I thought, God didn't ask Israel where they wanted to live. He told them where they were going to live. You, can, you know, start walking, Abraham, because you can't, you can't have what I have for you. It's, it's the land of Canaan. This is where you're going to be. This is where I'm going to set up my eternal, my eternal abode. The new Jerusalem coming down from heaven. It's coming down right in the Middle East. God chose it, and that's where it's going to be. God doesn't ask us what we want. He tells us what, we, what we're going to have. And I was thinking of that. I was thinking of the Levites. I'm going to read the Old Testament. God chose the Levites. He didn't, he didn't ask them if they wanted to be the temple servants. He said, no, you're going to be the temple servants. That's it. You know, when God, God just makes decisions. And we have to say, you know what? He's God. He knows what's right. He knows what's best. And we're just going to accept it. Not, don't fight what God wants in your life. Go with the flow, hallelujah. Whatever God has for you, it's the best thing, Jesus. And, and you know, I'm convinced of it. But we have an inheritance. God has an inheritance for you. God has an inheritance for all of us. God wants you to know it and to receive it in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. The kingdom of heaven, the Bible says, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence, and the violent take it by force. We have to be aggressive in our Christianity. Don't be wimpy. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Go after what's rightfully yours. Claim it. And don't you eat and, and bind the enemy. And fight for what's yours, and you can have it in Jesus' name. You can have everything that God has for you. There's no reason why you can't have everything that God has for you. Every one of us in this room, we're, we're all equal before God. And God loves every one of you, and he wants to bless you. And he will, in Jesus' name. So, Father, I just praise you, Lord. I thank you for the inheritance that you have for us. All the good things. All the good, that you are a good God. And that you bless us. That you make, you, you don't just forgive us, but you heal us. You provide for us. You deliver us. You give us everything we need on this earth. You're with us, Lord, to strengthen us, to teach us, to encourage us. I thank you, Jesus, for being God in my life, for giving me everything that's rightfully mine. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Hallelujah. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's word and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.